working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster mash it was a graveyard smash he did the mash it caught on in a flash he did the mash he did the monster from my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash Zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula. Mm, but before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to today's guest, Tucker Warner. Tucker, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well, AJ. How about you? Doing fine. It is Halloween, Tucker. And you know what that means. It's time for a very special episode of Beat My Guest. Uh, you uh, were very kind enough to help me out last go-round on the Halloween. Uh, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your love of Halloween and all things uh, trivia and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, uh, at the danger of being typecast here, uh, I do love the Halloween season. I'm a huge uh, horror movie fan, and I just kind of have always been drawn to like the things around it, you know, like true crime and you know, gothic novels and other stuff like that. Um, when I'm not watching a bunch of horror movies, especially this month, uh, I cover UConn basketball. I also write comedy and I host a podcast of my own, which has been a lot of fun, uh, even with some recent audio issues, but, uh, I guess that comes with the territory, right? <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Such are the, uh, trials and tribulations, tribulations. No, that was, that was a Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's no sci-fi here. It's more horror today. Uh, Tucker, uh, thank you for coming on the hot seat. Uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. It's going to be what I like to call the Beat My Guest Monster Mashup. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> here's how it's going to work. Uh, I have in front of me 15 mashup questions there's not going to be a halftime bonus in this one but there will be a confidence question at the end of the game uh 15 questions the first three are going to be worth one point next three two points and so on till we get to the three five point questions uh you are going to pick not how many points you wish to wager in each round but you are going to randomly select one of the 15 questions as we go so that the uh, level of difficulty will be up to you mm. in random fashion Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. Every single one of these is going to be a mashup question. So it's going to be two phrases linked in some way, shape, or form by a common word or syllable uh, smashed together in order to get your point. You have to give me the full phrase. Uh, I will give you a sentence that kind of defines both halves of the phrase. And it's all somehow related to this Halloween season. What do you think, Tucker? I think that sounds fun. Um, I took a few alpaca farm quizzes where it was before and after and after and after and after and after. So it got to like eight or nine phrases linked together. So as long as it's just, you know, two, maybe even three, I think I can think through it mentally, hopefully. Fair enough. Well, let us uh, take this evil experiment and move forward, sir, uh, with your first question for the one point round. Uh, I have questions in front of me labeled one through 15. Pick your poison, sir. Ooh. Let's start with number two. Number two on the list. Here is your first monster mashup for one point. 
basketball is the favorite sport of this scream queen. Basketball is my favorite sport is a song by Curtis Blow. Maybe not his best, but as a basketball fan, I've always enjoyed it. Um, And as for Scream Queens, one that definitely comes to mind, uh, given her presence in a recent hit movie, would be Jamie Lee Curtis. So uh, I would say Jamie Lee Curtis Blow is my answer. Jamie Lee Curtis Blow is your answer. It certainly isn't... uh... Anything to do with Laurie Strode? Uh, I, don't, I was trying to think if there was going to be a fun little uh, button to that one, but there isn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, indeed, sir. One for one. Uh, you hit the ground running on that one. Very well reasoned out here. Uh, I wasn't sure of your music uh, knowledge as to whether or not you would have recognized the the wonderful Curtis Blow. Diddy. He loves the way they move up and down the court. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that. <laughs> Excellent. One point for you. Well done. Right. How you feeling? One point, uh, one question. You, you, get in the, you get in the feel for this. Yeah, I, I was hoping I could get one that I, I knew just to get myself warmed up in here. And that was uh, an easy enough one to figure out. So um, if it gets tougher from here on out, I'm at least going to be prepared for the format. Yeah, I, well, it might get hotter than hell. Mm. But we shall see. Uh, <laughs> number two is off the board. Please pick your second question for one point. Um, let's try number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Older older listeners are loving that. Younger listeners are like, what the hell are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> here is your next one-point question. Tucker, duck, or you'll hit your head on this common household feature. And also, you'll hit your head on the flying spheres being launched at you by Angus Scrim. Uh, okay, so... I know this is Phantasm. Angus Scrim played the tall man in Phantasm, the bad guy uh, of that movie. Duck or you'll hit this common household feature. See, my recall is so much better when it's just asking me to like name who was in a certain movie or you know like, which <laughs> athlete like did what. Um, as far as just like coming up with a name of a thing that I know, somehow it just totally goes out the window at that point. And it would be a lot easier if I could figure out which phrase from the phantasm clue you're looking to point me towards this makes me wonder if maybe there's a name for uh the ball things that uh he threw in phantasm which i just don't know the name of feature there's got to be something that's like low hanging in a house that's just not coming to mind because i don't have one in my house maybe uh (laughs) at least that's going to be my excuse whether or not it's true uh whether i miss this but i don't want to go I don't want to leave this question without a guess because like half of it I, I've picked up on the hint on the phantasmagoria. I, I'm really coming up with nothing here and I don't know which half to play off of. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, you are going to kick yourself, I think, because you you got the horror part of it and not the uh, everybody knows what this thing is. Uh, although I don't see one in your room right now. Uh we were looking for ceiling phantasm. Oh, God, yes, of course. <laughs> yep. Uh, if house. only I had mentioned Laura Palmer's uh, house and uh, David Lynch's uh, penchant for shooting ceiling fans, yeah. perhaps that would have helped. It could have, but uh, still, that's a, that's a bad one to miss. Um, I, I'm short, though, so I guess I've never had to worry about hitting my head <laughs> on a ceiling fan. Yeah, well, if, yeah, yeah. Not, n- none of the uh, UConn basketball players uh, might have a little different take on that. But... Yeah, <laughs> I should have asked one of them instead. Yeah, Richard Hamilton. Can I? Anyway, uh, that's that's just for the sports fans out there. Uh, all right, so we're going to move on to our final question. 
in round one for one point. Please pick your number, sir. All right. Well, an even number worked for me and an odd number didn't. I will say 14. 14 is your final one point question. Good luck. And here we go. Caveat emptor, Tucker. Caveat emptor. And for the love of God, please stop singing about that thing covering the movie theater. Oh, man. Caveat emptor. I am awful with Latin phrases. Um, I, I got pro bono, and uh, that's about it. And I couldn't even tell you what that translates to directly. I think it translates to I like you too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pro bono. <laughs> um, caveat emptor. I think surrounding the movie theater is probably the blob, I would think. Um if I remember that one right, I haven't seen that movie, um, but I seem to recall a, a famous scene taking place in a movie theater, and it makes sense that a blob would you know, cover a movie theater in a movie called The Blob. I, I'm trying to figure out whether there's a phrase that ends in the word the, because I don't know <laughs> how I'm supposed to start something with blob. Um, at least it's the one-point questions that have given me a little bit of difficulty here, which is uh, hopefully working in my favor later on. Yeah, I mean, if these end up being the hardest ones, then your agency of being able to uh, pick uh, has played in your favor. If these are the easier ones, oof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, unless you're doing something very devious and going like the b lob, and then another word that starts with B, um, because there are a lot of Latin legal phrases. Um, unfortunately, I don't really know any of them. Caveat emptor. I'm sure I'll have heard of the English translation of this, uh, if nothing else, when I hear the answer. The law breaks down. I've got really nothing else here. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to say something. I'm not leaving uh... it yeah, that actually that actually inspires me to think of of Michael Keaton in the uh, version of uh, Much Ado About Nothing, where he, the law is an ass, and I am an ass. Uh, but no, it has nothing to do with this. Just that, that that's where my brain goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Insight to future episodes. Uh, yeah, the 1950s uh, B movie, uh, The Blob, is indeed when this uh, meteorite lands and unleashes this slow moving uh, red jelly. <laughs> that takes over the town and it, it ends with the uh, blob, uh, I guess it likes popcorn went to the movie theater and uh, encompasses the entire movie theater the theme song for that uh, movie is an endless loop of a, a tune beware of the blob it leaps and leaps and goes around and then it dun da da beware of the blob oh it is so annoying Uh, and caveat emptor well that is let the buyer beware Uh, buyer beware of the blob is the answer that's one where it definitely would have helped to have seen the movie in question I think I would have uh, come up with that theme song and might have worked that out if I had known but um, you're Version is the first time that I've heard this, and it was a pretty solid cover on short notice, I have to say. Oh, yeah, thanks. Well, you know, I don't know if they used it in the Shawnee Smith remake, uh, where the blob was a fast-moving thing with gelatin spears. and Anyway, uh, some movies are best left in the 50s. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps 
and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it uh, one point, one out of three. Not the worst half. You we're not shut out. Uh, uh, how you feeling as we head into the even more scary round two? You know, I, I think I'm piecing things together. Uh, there was a couple things I was just missing in the last two, and you know, I'm only giving up two points so far. So uh, let's hope it's a little better for me as uh, the round goes on. Yeah, it's a learning curve. It's a warm-up process. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why the points increase as we move on. Two points for the next three questions. You've used two, nine, and 14. Cross those off. What number would you like to start with? All right. I am going to try to get myself back on track here and go with lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. Uh, what What would AJ do as far as number 13? Would he make it the easiest? Would he make it the hardest? We shall see. Or maybe he just did it randomly. Yes, that's kind of what he did. Anyway, here's your first question around two for two points. Winner of the 1984 Nobel Peace Prize, despite his silent thirst for blood. All right, well, that definitely points toward a vampire of some sort. I'm trying to think of you know, like famous Nobel Peace Prize winners I can make uh, like a, I guess, a mashup out of. Um, Nelson Mandela Lagosi doesn't quite work. Uh, so <laughs> I do like that one, though. Yeah, <laughs> Nelson Mandela Lagosi is pretty good, actually. Yeah, of course, I stumbled <laughs> over my words there, but I think you know what I was going for. Uh, <laughs> what else do we have for possibility? Amanda Blah! Amanda Blah! Yeah. <laughs> Other Nobel Peace Prize winners. Um, I know a few recent ones, but that's not from the 1980s. I know Jimmy Carter won one at one point. But I don't think that was in the 80s. I think that was during his uh, his tenure in the White House. So maybe I'll go the other way. Silent Thirst for Blood. I don't think that could be... Unless there's somebody Bell and then it's still Bella Lugosi. I don't remember that being a silent thirst, though. He was pretty loud. Um, there a hidden vampire. Maybe this is the Christopher Lee version. Um, I assume this is not Dracula 2000 with Gerard Butler, which would be... <laughs> Quite a pull. Um, Silent Thirst for Blood. I don't even know if that's Dracula or not. It has to be some sort of vampire. So this is where I get stuck. I mean, the bright side is is that, you know, I'm sure that uh, the players at home are are having just as much difficulty as you are. (laughs) You know, that might be the case. Uh, It also might not be. In any case, uh, this is one where you will have the potential to beat your guest on this episode. There's got to be somebody named Bell. Uh, I'll just take a stab in the dark and go with uh, William Bella Lugosi. <laughs> William Bella Lugosi. I mean, yeah. William Bell, fine, fine character, uh, played by Leonard Nimoy, I believe. On oh, uh, that's Bridge. where I got the name from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, no, it's not Kirsten Bella Lugosi either. Although that would have been a good one, uh, and of course, I wouldn't have said it if I was going to use it. So <laughs> <laughs> probably should have. No, uh, I think you were missing the uh, silent clue here Uh, first ever vampire film uh uh, that hit big and was actually sued for plagiarism was uh, a film called nosferatu so we of course of course we're looking for bishop desmond nosferatu (laughs) too Oh my god! Yeah, I was trying to work around Desmond Tutu, and not only that, but I had seen Nosferatu like five days ago. I just watched this movie, <laughs> and I wasn't thinking. I, I thought "silent thirst" was the phrase, and not "silent 
thirst for blood. So that's uh, it's a comprehension under uh, lack of understanding on my part. Ah, parsing trouble. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all good. One. It's all good. It, 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 this is all in good fun. All in good fun. <laughs> There's uh, nary uh, a Mary Jane bar in the bunch. So, <laughs> <laughs> question two, round two, two points. Please pick a number, sir. All right, give me number seven this time. Uh, number seven. Good luck. Here is your mashup. This eerie, unfinished bedtime story features illustrations of Megan and her groom's royal wedding. Megan's royal wedding is uh, referring to uh, fourth build on suits, Meghan Markle marrying Prince uh, Harry. Harry, I think. I don't keep up with the royal family or the Kardashians. That's a, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> eerie unfinished bedtime story. You know, that makes me think of, if we're talking... Bedtime Stories, Children's Books, uh, The Monster at the End of This Book. And I know that there is a hairy monster on Sesame Street, but I don't think he was the main character in that book or the titular monster at the end. So I'm going to think about this for a little bit longer. But if nothing else, I at least have a real guess for this one, which is (laughs) a big improvement for me. So let's see what we have. Unfinished, eerie bedtime story trying to think which word of that is the hint unfinished should point me somewhere but i don't think i can come up with an unfinished one eerie eerie indiana that's probably not going to get me anywhere but it's worth keeping that in mind well the never-ending story is a little more fantasy as far as i know so i don't think that's one either and i know there was an unfinished uh i think chris van allsberg book but that was not really on theme either there's a little more fantasy mystery than horror so with nothing else to go on and at least with monsters being the theme i'll say prince harry monster at the end of this book prince harry monster at the end of this book is an awesome awesome answer it is not the right answer but yeah, i had a feeling <laughs> uh, i mean i i i'm you know, if I were more lenient of a judge, I would be tempted to just give you one because this is just a great answer. Uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, it was Grover. Grover, who is the monster yes, at the end of this book? Funny. Do not finish this book. There is a monster <laughs> at the end of the book. Uh, You've been watching a lot of Sesame Street, haven't you? <laughs> uh, really, sadly, no. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so we are uh, indeed talking about the uh, wedding of um, Meghan Markle, uh, fourth lead on Suits, as you say, uh, a show that... Uh, Really, I stopped watching when she left. Uh, it had run its course at that point, quite frankly. You know, and by the time Mike was in prison, I, you know, let's let's yeah, let's, yeah, it's over. Uh, anyway, I've seen uh, an so, episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about there. Uh, the eerie, unfinished bedtime story uh, with illustrations in it is a recent horror film from Down Under with a uh, oh. monster that is illustrated in a book as pages are blank but as the movie goes on it gets filled in we are talking of course of tucker the babadook duck, duck. the babadook duck, duck. uh and of course megan when she married prince harry we all learned that he is the duke of sussex <laughs> we're looking for the babadook of sussex that one kind of works no matter which accent you read it in, too, which is like a nice layer to that question. I, uh, I, I wish I had figured that out, but I do enjoy the answer there. I, I, I'm clever. Uh, whether or not I can impart that cleverness onto you, I mean, it's, it's my fault. It's not your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> I'll take the hit for you, Tuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question in the two-point round. Please pick a number, sir. 
All right, let's uh, let's clear out these middle questions here. I'll take number eight. Number eight, good luck. Here is your final two-point question. This one-time killer clown would probably see a result of INTJ on this personality test. Uh, okay, so... Well, the INTJ is the Myers-Briggs personality test. Um, obviously, there's a killer named... Michael Myers, who, oh, right, yeah, no, in the opening of Halloween, he does put on a clown mask. Um, I was trying to think if there was an actor who had played, like, Pennywise or, you know, killer clowns from outer space, but um, would you really give me two Halloween questions already? Yes, he would. Uh, Michael Myers Briggs. <laughs> uh, well, since this is a random uh, selection, uh, certainly you decided to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get two Halloween questions off the bat. Yeah, uh, the trick here is uh, realizing that uh, Michael Myers' first kill was as a child, and he is wearing an adorable clown costume. So he is a one-time killer clown by technicality. And yes, indeed, <laughs> INTJ is all about personality types. We are talking Michael Myers Briggs. Two points for you. Well done. No shut out in round two. Naturally, of course, the two questions I've gotten right so far are uh, based on my favorite horror movie. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to hope for more of those in the upcoming rounds. Yes, although I will, I will uh, preface this by saying John Carpenter Ant, not, not on the list. <laughs> How about Karen Carpenter Ant? Um, well, let's just see. I don't really know the horror connection there, although I have listened to the Carpenters. So yeah, maybe it does fit. <laughs> Hanging around. All right, we'll see how many of our listeners out there are close to you, sir, uh, and your three points through two rounds. We're going to move on to the three-point round. See what I did there? It's just, oh, I'm so clever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> question time. one. Three points. Question one. What number would you like, sir? All right. Uh, start of round three. Give me question number three. Question number three. Good luck, and here we go. Tucker, I would like for you to put your knifed glove into your pocket and pull out some gold coins. Knifed glove. Well, that's got to be Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. My pocket and pulled out some gold coins. Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Robert Englund. Um, of course, the one hand in my pocket visual makes me think of Alanis Morissette, but I can't really get that to fit either, and it doesn't really totally work. Um, the oh, gold. Oh, the other hand is playing piano. It's probably playing. So the. Gold coins, is that... If it's the name of the candy gold coins that uh, sometimes get in Halloween, I have long forgotten the name of those, uh, which I now realize could make this question very difficult for me. Uh, maybe it's something that just starts with like the last syllable, grr, or something like that, and that is not helping me at the moment either. If I could st stretch the pronunciation of his last name, there's, there's probably a gold coin from... Uh, the history of Britain, Robert Englund Dubloon, we'll say. <laughs> England, <laughs> Robert, England. 
Close enough. Uh, yeah, those, those, those wonderful English blooms. Uh, good job. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so obviously, yes, the first part is in uh, reference to the one and only Nightmare on Elm Street's uh, sweatered fiend, Freddy Krueger. South Africa just isn't your jam today. You missed uh, on the Desmond Tutu question. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for the very famous South African gold coin known as the Krugerrand. Oh, Freddy okay. Krugerrand. Yeah. Wasn't even thinking of that. Uh, at least I've heard of it, but honestly, it doesn't help uh, my morale at all right now uh, when I'm missing the ones that could I I could be getting. So. Yeah, I'm happy to move on from that one. All right, let's move on to the second question in the three-point round. Sir, please pick your poison. Uh, I'll go with number six. Number six, here is your question. This subject of an Ozzy Osbourne song and one-time Miss America went on to portray Lily Munster in a 1980 reboot. Meow. Okay. Which of TV's Catwomen can I get to fit into an Ozzy Osbourne song that I know? There's got to be something with Julie Newmar. I know there's Lee Merriweather also. I don't know that many Ozzy Osbourne songs, unfortunately. Um, I think I definitely know Crazy Train. I don't think that works. There's Bark at the Moon, which gets me close. Eartha Kitt? Was Eartha Kitt Catwoman? Or am I making that up in my head? Um, Now I've got to think of a song that I can get to fit this. Uh, (laughs) See, if I can get, like, March of something, I can at least put that together. Um, you know, March of the Pigs is Nine Inch Nails. Um, there's got to be a March of, of something. Maybe it's, like, Black Sabbath, uh, War Pigs, Paranoid. Is there, like, a Black Sabbath song that starts with weather, maybe? Uh, man, this is uh, this is where my uh, a little lack of knowledge of... 80s metal is hurting me uh, just a bit here. It'll hurt me a lot a bit if I don't get the uh, right answer at all. <laughs> this feels like one where if I had enough time, I could stumble onto it. But <laughs> you know, weather, I know we had an album called Blizzard of Oz. Do you have like a weather pun somewhere else in the song title? Um, and <laughs> I think the only Miss America I can think of is uh, Vanessa Williams and... I know it certainly was not her in 1980, uh, or in an Ozzy Osbourne song, for that matter. <laughs> See, I know he liked to have a lot of, you know, biblical references, like dark biblical stuff in his songs. So I will go with Julie Newmark of Cain. I'm really stretching here, but I'm hoping that's it. Julie Newmark of Cain. Certainly, uh, uh, Julie Newmar is one of the uh, cat women out there. Uh, Earth Kit was Catwoman. Uh, especially liked when they used her voice in the uh, New York City cabs. When you got into the cab, you'd shut the door and they're like, Buckle your safety belt. I'm the Kit. It was always delightful. Uh, yeah, uh, the one time Miss America, who went on to portray Lily Munster in the 1980 reboot alongside John Shuck played Herman. Uh, it was an awful, awful show. Not funny at all. Yeah, the only good thing about it was it, it was in color. Uh, that was indeed former Catwoman Lee Merriweather. Mm-hmm. So you you had that name right. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, as you say, likes to uh, sing songs about uh, the dark and sinister and Satanists, perhaps. One of his most famous songs, Mr. Crowley. Oh, okay. So we were looking for Alistair Crowley Merriweather. 
I was not going to come up with that, so I, I can't feel too bad about missing it. But um, you know, I guess I'll listen to that song afterward and try to catch up on my Aussie. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, bubbles, Sharon. It's bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's see. You know, if 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 history has taught us nothing, it's that you are uh, odds are good at picking one you're going to get on this. You haven't been yeah. shut out yet. Let's see if we can avoid the shutout here in round three. What number? Give me number ten. Number ten, it is. Uh, good luck. Here is your three-point question. After warning of creatures crawling in search of blood, he then handed Warren Beatty the wrong envelope. Oh, okay. So based on a pretty solid impression and someone who had a lot of uh, classic horror monologues, uh, it's got to be Vincent Price. And if I... This is one I should just know uh, for a fact right now, but I'm pretty sure the accounting company behind the Oscars is uh, Price Waterhouse Cooper. Price Waterhouse. Uh, how much of the full name do I need? But uh, Vincent Price Waterhouse parentheses Cooper. So. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Price Waterhouse parentheses Cooper so, is your yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like that. <laughs> Uh, yes, the the uh, fine accounting firm of Price Waterhouse uh, absorbed uh, Coopers at some point uh, over the years, and now does refer to itself as Price Waterhouse Coopers. Yeah. <laughs> Three points for you, sir. Oh, Indeed, God. Vincent Price Waterhouse Coopers, the legend of horror, Vincent Price, uh, and his wonderful, wonderful thriller uh, monologue. <laughs> Three points for you, sir. All right. I, I was kind of worried that uh, that adding the Cooper at the end was something I just kind of grabbed from Mad Men. Uh, so I was really hoping that it was at the end of Price Waterhouse. Very well done. Three points. Mr. Crowley, what went down in your head? So we are now about to enter the four-point round. Uh, you've gotten one in each round so far, so six points total. Not too shabby. Uh, heck, it's the most points anyone's ever gotten in the Monster Mashup. So well <laughs> done, sir. Yeah, right. <laughs> Setting records left and right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have six questions left to remind you. And if anyone's playing along at home, why would you be playing along with this part? I don't know. But we have one, <laughs> four, five, 11, 12, and 15. What would you like for question one in round four? You know, I used to keep track of, like, the numbers that I wanted the Price is Right contestants to pick. So, you know, <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there is playing along with this. Uh, I will take number 11. Here is your four-point question. It stopped being floated as currency in 1969, but it never stopped terrorizing children. All right, well, you said it twice, and Pennywise definitely terrorizes children. Um, but which countries? Unless, ooh, there's some sort of uh, coin history always frustrates me. Um, this might even be American, but a different variation on the penny. And see, I know there was the buffalo nickel. There was, mm, no, I was under the impression that the pennies were still made out of copper. And I, mm, but that seems to be like what's jumping to mind, like a pure copper penny or something like that. Unless it is a Canadian one, which is out of print, but I don't think it was that old. Uh, either way, I've got decent guesses, but nothing I'm that confident in. 
I know it's out of circulation, so I'll say the Canadian Pennywise. Canadian Pennywise is your answer. Uh, obviously, uh, I could not fool you with my clever use of the word it twice. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, in case that did go past you there, I did say this stop being floated as currency. Oh, yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was making sure I was steering you in the right direction there mm-hmm. uh, with that. I mean, I, I guess I could have said it stopped currying favor. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless... Uh, yes, the the uh, tail end of this is indeed Pennywise the Clown. We were talking about the currency that stopped being used in 1969. It is British. Ah. It is the hay penny, the hay penny, which is just the way they said the half penny. They mm-hmm. kind of said, what, why are we, what are we paying in half pennies for? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the hey Pennywise the Clown was ah. the answer we're looking for here. So close. Um, I wouldn't have thought of britain i thought that everything was you know shilling and pounds and whatnot over there so uh well then you will not be invited to the duke of sussex's wedding yeah (laughs) clearly not Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's just put that in the past uh we'll forget about it and you know if you see any red balloons floating by you uh, just ignore them completely do not approach nothing to see here question two which number sir i will take number 15 Number 15. All right, sir. Here is number 15. Uh, This story ends with the titular property coming to ruin and losing as a 13-year-old on Star Search. I know there are a few big pop singers uh, from the late 90s, early 2000s who started on Star Search, even if they didn't win. And the titular property from a story... See, there's... The House on Haunted Hill, but that doesn't really come to ruin. Also, I can't think of anyone named, like, Hillary who started there. Hmm. Something has me thinking maybe a Poe story for this one, but not the greatest at uh, picking out one of his stories from the other. It's not the Raven. Can I get something with Rumord, maybe? It's, um... Who started on Star Search? Timberlake... See, so it had to be someone who was famous as a teen also. So this is just a little harder. Timber, like a lake cabin, lake house. Oh, I'm getting so close probably, and I don't <laughs> even know it. Let's see, well, The Lake House is a movie. It's not really a horror movie, although uh, still a hard time watching it for a totally different reason. I think, I think it's probably Justin Timberlake. And I had one for the house on Haunted Hill that worked, but I don't think that's going to be the right answer. So what can I work out that starts with like a lake castle, lake hill, lake uh, Justin Timberlake Manor, I'll go with. Justin Timberlake Manor. Uh, Justin Timberlake did indeed get his start on Star Search. Uh, Most of the Disney kids did, actually. Uh, I believe Brittany and Christina also appeared on that show. Four stars! Uh, you know, if I if I had been uh, doing uh, some of the ones you mentioned, I might have gone with House on Haunted Faith Hill. I might have gone with Murder in the Rue McClanahan Morgue. Uh, Ooh, certainly. Yeah. See, I had uh, House on Haunted uh, Hillary Duff, uh, but I didn't sure. think she came from Star Search, so kind of threw that one out. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, The Lake House, not a horror film, uh, a horrible film. Probably yeah. would have been better if they just called it the opposite of speed, like watching Ooh, paint dry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we are talking about, indeed, Poe was the right way to go here, sir. 
we are looking at the fall of the House of Usher oh. Raymond. Wow. Okay. I had no idea he was on Star Search. Yeah, he was discovered by L.A. Reid when uh, auditioning for uh, the Atlanta Star Search uh, local talent contest. And uh, indeed, uh, he held a note for, I believe, uh, an incredibly long time. And L.A. Reid was just like, sign that kid immediately. Yeah. And then he signed Justin Bieber and the whole thing started anew. Indeed. And the the horror continues. (laughs) (laughs) Like an Ouroboros of pop music. Indeed. Well, uh, let us uh, move along here. Question number two was not successful. We will now move along to question number three. Which number would you use? Your last four-point question. All right. Well, I'm hoping I continue the pattern of getting only the last one right in each round, and I will take number one. Number one! A very good place to start. Simply put, please tell me, sir, Tucker. Jonathan Harker's interview subject... And a major Asian city. Okay, well, Jonathan Harker is uh, a character in Dracula, portrayed most magnificently by uh, someone we've referenced a couple times on this already, Mr. Keanu Reeves. Uh, didn't quite get the accent, but what can you do? Yeah, he, uh, was, he was also in Much Ado of Nothing. So, uh, oh, yeah. The hits just keep on coming. Oh, ask wow. about John Wick on the next one. That would be uh, excellent. Um, <laughs> John Wickerman, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Harker's interview subject. Is there, let's see, in Coppola's version with Gary Oldman, was there a pseudonym he used that I can't remember? Uh, or did he interview a totally different person? Major Asian cities. Maybe I'll go at it that way. Beijing and Shanghai definitely come to mind. Oh, you know what? I got it. Uh, it's Abraham Van Hell, Singapore. Abraham Van Hell Singapore is your answer. That's ah, pretty good. Pretty good. Not what I'm going for. No! Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, you're, you're, you're not entirely wrong there. I mean, certainly uh, it fits. But I can't uh, I, points anyway. <laughs> uh, we were looking for the capital of Mongolia. Oh. Count Draculon Batur. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, what can I say, sir? Uh, I thought I had that one. I feel duped. You know what? AJ, duped. <laughs> uh, you know what? That was so good. I'm giving you the points. All I'm right. You the yeah, points. Just, no, you know I, what? That was that was good. Van Helsing Singapore is 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 good. I'm giving you the points. Anyone out there said Van Helsing Singapore? I'm giving you the points. I'm All feeling right. in a generous mood. <laughs> We're going to enter the final round here of five points, and there's going to be a confidence round after this, but this is this is the final of the 15 questions here, sir. Why don't we just hit the ground running here? You are working on 10 points. You got a possible of 15 more points uh, in this round. Let's see what you can do. All right. Um, I will start with number four in this round. Number four. All right. Good luck. And here we go. Farmer Ed Harley gets revenge thanks to a witch, Arvid, and Howard Hessman. Okay. I'm pretty sure the movie you're describing is Pumpkinhead. And Howard Hessman was a TV actor. I don't know for I don't know for a fact whether this was the show he was on, but I'm going to go with Pumpkin Herman's Head. 
<laughs> Pumpkin Herman's head is your answer. I love that answer. Yeah. You may or may not know this. I have mentioned it on the show, I think, that I attended a taping of the show Herman's Head. It's the only <laughs> TV show I've actually uh, seen film live before a studio audience. Uh, that wasn't like a talk show or something like that. No, Howard Hesman was not in that one, although uh, Yardley Smith, uh, the voice of Lisa Simpson, was. Mm-hmm. So Pumpkinhead is the correct uh Former Ed Harley uh, film, Lance Hendrickson portrayed him in the original. Uh, Much better than I expected. Just watched it recently. Yeah, you know, he goes to the witch, his son is dead, bring him back to life. No, but I will allow you to become this horrible, horrible creature to get revenge. So, fun! Uh, The second half of this is uh, a television show starring Howard Hessman as a teacher. One of his students was named Arvid. It was called Head of the Class. Yeah. Should have thought about just a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Something jumped up about Herman's head. Uh, it's probably because you've mentioned it once or twice on the show. Yeah, Billy Connolly took over for Howard Hesman later on. Uh, but yes, pumpkin head of the class is what we were looking for there. I cannot give you the points. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I was close. Uh, not close enough, but close this time. And um, <laughs> I hope that carries on. Uh, I'll go for number 12 on this one. All right, number 12, good luck. And here we go. A collaboratively created boogeyman. He is base and debauched as can be, having inspired children to commit real-life crimes. Onward to glory, he goes. All right, so the children committing real-life crimes, collectively created boogeyman is uh, the Slender Man. It's always where it gets tricky for me. I, <laughs> I, I'm starting to learn how <laughs> like centralized and specialized my knowledge base is. So. Um... Onward to glory and based in the botch. That's not part of Slenderman. So that's they both have to be heading to something else. And what can I fit on either side that might work? Sounds like an old 40s or 50s superhero, maybe, but it, not one that could have lasted, like, or at least like still be relevant. Because otherwise, I'd be able to, you know, I'd know that. Um, see, man, something. If it makes you feel any better, this is probably worth the five points. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a good question. I'm just like, I have a feeling I'm on the right track, but not in a way that's going to actually get me the answer. Maybe a super villain? I don't know. It's, there's, it, sounds like, it sounds like almost comic booky to me. And that's either going to be 100% right or the exact opposite. Uh, of what the actual answer is so (laughs) you know what i'm gonna go against what i had uh, previously thought and come with the first thing that actually comes to mind when i try to put up a connection uh to slender man and uh i'm hoping these are song lyrics uh slender manfred man (laughs) slender manfred man now, I believe that would be if I had said this collaboratively created boogie band do uh, diddy diddy dum diddy do. Killing the children walking down the street. Uh, no, no. Uh, yes, these, the, the, obviously the creepypasta first uh, part of this collaboratively created uh, was indeed Slender Man. So you, you, you got that half of it. And you were right in thinking that uh, base and debauch this can be and onward to glory uh, is the... Other half, it is indeed related to a song. I first encountered this uh, song while watching an episode of Quantum Leap, where uh, the great Scott Bakula, not to be confused with Count Dracula, even though they rhyme, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he jumps into a, an actor who is in the middle of a production of a play, and he sings a song uh, with these lyrics. Uh, and uh, it is The Man of La Mancha. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Slender Man of La Mancha. I am I, Don Quixote, the Lord of La Mancha. My destiny calls and I go. Uh, Slender Man of La Mancha is what we're looking yeah. for here. Yeah, I've never seen uh, that production. I read Don Quixote in college and uh, don't really remember all that much of it, uh, or a lot of my college days for that matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wish I would have uh, thought show tunes instead of pop music, but no, oh well. It's Halloween. How could you not be thinking show tunes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise this last question is not Phantom of the Opera. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oof, oof. Uh, it is not uh, Linnea Quigley down under. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry. Should have used it then. Uh, but it is number five on our list here. Uh, good luck. Here is your final question in regulation. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this longtime host of Solid Gold harassed young Danny Pintaro in a Ford Pinto. I I don't actually know either clue. Um, Solid Gold sounds like it would be like a music television show. So I'm thinking maybe Dick Clark. Um, Danny Pintaro sounds familiar. I'm, unless that's the actor's name and not a character. Uh, either way, the name is familiar, just not coming up with anything. Dick Harass and a Ford Pinto. It can't be. Oh, wait a second. Well, Ford Pintos didn't last very long. There was definitely a movie in which a boy is harassed in a car called Cujo. Can I get anywhere with a TV host named Joe who would have hosted a solid gold? I'm sure there are many TV hosts named Joe. Uh, probably not as many today, but I'm sure I can get somebody out of this. I'm not realizing there's a decent chance i have even the movie wrong but it seems to fit so i'm gonna stick with it I'm trying to think of just people named joe who might have hosted a tv show <laughs> my first thought was joe namath but i don't think they let him go on tv at all anymore after 2000 i'm gonna kiss you <laughs> this is one where i don't just want to throw up my hands in the air with a wild guess because i'm sure i could work this out but i'm not getting a name in my head yet that works Solid gold. Okay, that sounds like something that would have been on still like in the 70s and maybe 80s. So that runs out a lot of the older hosts of these shows. Um, you know, this would have been a lot easier for me if the Cujo in question was about uh, Curtis Joseph, former Maple Leafs goaltender. It would have been a little more up my alley so I could connect both parts of this uh, <laughs> phrase here. Um, I'm not coming up with anything. So uh, for the purposes of briefness, I'm going to say... Well, let me come up with the last name first. I still haven't even decided on a, <laughs> going for my last name here. Uh, the Lucky Johnson won't work because Joe Johnson is a NBA player and not a television host. So, Cujo Wilson. Cujo Wilson. And, and certainly not Cujo Franklin, my friends. <laughs> with monsters from Straits, my friends. Uh, New Yorkers might get that one. Uh, so, uh, well, let's let's... Start on a positive note here. Um, mm -hmm. Young Danny Pintaro, uh, who would go on to uh, play Alyssa Milano's younger brother in Who's the Boss, uh, was the uh, little kid uh, trapped in a Ford Pinto when this rabid dog came along and okay. uh, yeah. harassed him and his mother. So Cujo is indeed a part of this. Solid Gold was uh, basically American Bandstand was Dick Clark. Don Cornelius was Soul Train. And then they said, well... What about disco? And so they had this countdown show with Solid Gold. 
And uh, this singer who was part at one time of her career, a uh, part of the fifth dimension who sang uh, up, up and away, my beautiful balloon and uh, the Aquarius, let the sunshine in uh, hit. Uh, she became the host of the show and her name was Marilyn McCoo. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> Marilyn Makujo. There was no way uh, I was ever going to get that. Wow, that is that is devious. Um, uh, Marilyn Maku, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, <laughs> on the on the solid gold with the solid gold dancers. Uh, yeah, music fine. television before the MTV era for me is just solid so far gold. before my time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even have an access point besides Dick Clark or uh, the Beatles. So, <laughs> great question. No points in that The accommodations appear quite interesting. Hear me now, hold thou bleak and unbearable world. Thou art base and debauched as can be. And the night with his banners all bravely unfurled Now hurls down his gauntlet to thee I am I, Don Quixote, the lord of La Mancha My destiny calls and I go And the wild winds of fortune will carry me onward Or with us so Wherever they blow, onward to glory, I go. We still have the final round left to go. It is our confidence question, or rather our confidence questions. Uh, yeah, to make it simple, however, you're getting 10 points for each one. Okay. 10 points for each one. There are three of them. So although you have 10 right now, no losing points in this round. You can finish oh, okay. with 10. You can finish with 20, 30, or 40. We'll see how you do. These are three 10-point questions. A little bit harder, uh, a little bit more obscure, perhaps. But who knows? We shall see. Are you ready, sir, for your first final question? I'm ready, although I think it would have been fun if you allowed for the possibility of me finishing with negative 20 points. (laughs) That would have been an unbelievable, unbreakable record. Uh, Don't be so sure. But anyway. (laughs) We're going to move along. No, yeah, that probably would have been. But uh, heck, you're already setting the record for the high and the low in this one. And if we ever do it again, (laughs) you'll be right there with (laughs) us. Here is your first confidence question, sir. Are you ready? I am. A pair of serial killers, one real and one fictional, have a history report to do. That's it? That's it? I thought there was going to be a second part of that or like a, a tag or something like that. History report with a fictional and a real serial killer. Um, this feels like there must be three phrases in this question um, because I don't know if I could connect a real and a fictional serial killer with a history report without at least something intermediate. I will give you a slight hint. Somehow uh, we've referenced part of this before Ooh, in okay. this episode. Somehow, I okay. So I feel like there are probably more famous fictional serial killers than real ones. So maybe I could narrow it down on that basis. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy. Actually, that would be a 
terrific sketch character, a mashup of John Wayne Gacy <laughs> with John Wayne. Um, Come on over here, Pilgrim, and pose for this painting. <laughs> That's incredibly creepy, AJ. <laughs> um, when I hear fa famous fictional serial killer, my mind goes right to Silence of the Lambs, but Hannibal Lecter and even... Buffalo Bill aren't really bringing anything necessarily to mind. I'm sure there is a real serial killer whose name started with Bill. But what is not, I guess, jumping out immediately to me. And you could definitely get a history report out of Buffalo. So I'm happy to say I don't know that many real serial killers. Um, well, I hope I've, not personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe it's just uh, not coming up with the right one to work into that. See, there was the BTK guy. There was, I, I guess you'd put the uh, DC sniper into this category. There's a Zodiac killer, but unless you're Jake Gyllenhaal, his identity is unknown. Richard Ramirez, Night Stalker. Um, you know, I just cannot find the right combination to even fit the famous like the fictional one with the real one and have it work. I feel like Buffalo Bill would be the closest to like getting something to match both history and, uh, you know, get a real person's name out of Bill. Um, just not one that I can think of, which is very frustrating. So I'm going to hope for the best. Uh, American Buffalo Bill Thompson. American Buffalo Bill Thompson, I will say uh, you have uh, proven in this episode, Tucker, that your instincts are very good. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're thinking fictional serial killers and you immediately got Silence of the Lambs. Uh, very good instinct there. Uh, I had mentioned that we had, uh, uh, unbeknownst to uh, you and certainly unexpectedly to me, uh, danced all around uh, a certain actor throughout the entire course of this podcast. Oh, my God. Is this Keanu? <laughs> There's a movie that he did where uh, he and his friend had a history report to do, and so uh, they jumped oh, in the God, phone yes. booth. <laughs> oh, no. And so we were looking for Buffalo, Buffalo Bill Bill. and Ted Bundy's <laughs> Excellent Adventure. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. I can't, <laughs> I can't even be mad at getting that one wrong, even though I definitely could have figured that one out. I'm just, that's incredible. <laughs> Uh, and I would watch that movie. <laughs> oh my God, who wouldn't? Mm, rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets an F again. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we still have two questions left. Still two questions left. You didn't get those 10 points, but let's, let's keep this going. Question number two of the confidence round. This North Dakota senator apparently doesn't have any fondness for teens who drink beer. They like beer. They really like beer. Uh, or doing naughty things over the summer in general. Uh, okay. Um, so I definitely know that's a reference to the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. I can't remember. Uh, I, I know this was a famous moment and I saw this and man, it did not look good for him, but I can't remember which Senator was the one he angrily questioned thinking maybe it was Amy Klobuchar for some reason, but I don't know if that's correct. Let's see which, Movie is that pointing me towards? Uh, there is a no shortage of movies uh, featuring teens drinking beer and you know, doing naughty things over the summer. And 
getting killed either because of or for it, depending on your interpretation of 80s horror. Um, I might even call it a trope. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So definitely a character that stands out from one of those movies, or two characters, I guess, uh, that were certainly not okay with uh, teenagers drinking and uh, fondling each other during the summer uh, is Pamela or Jason Voorhees. So is there somebody who's doesn't really fit with Amy Klobuchar. So I must be thinking of the wrong Senator is definitely a female Senator. Uh, it was not Kamala Harris. She's from California. I can't get Tammy Duckworth to work. Um, I can't get Diane Feinstein's also from California. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think it's Susan Collins. I think she might be Republican anyway. Um, God, I'm going to kick myself when I hear this answer uh, because I watched these hearings pretty intently. And now, of course, I cannot remember which one was from North Dakota. Unless I have the wrong horror character. Well, there's a, definitely a horror villain whose name full name starts with Char, but that doesn't really fit because that's um, Chucky's real name. And he didn't really focus on the drinking teenagers that much. They're a Charlotte, maybe? Is there a, there a nun? Maybe it's a sister Amy or something. Um, keep coming back to either Klobuchar or the Voorhees mother and son. Oh, there's so many movies where somebody, like, uh, teenagers get killed for drinking and, you know, other uh, related teenage activities. And, oh my god, I cannot connect either half of this with something else related. It's not Carrie, it's not... I don't think it's prom night or anything like that because that was a revenge tale. So it, it it has to be Friday the 13th. It has to be a female Democratic senator. And I cannot connect either end of that. Is it Camp Crystal Lake? Is there something I can do with that? Uh, is it just Friday the 13th? Uh, yeah, you know, with, uh, with the caveat that I'm pretty sure I've worked my way into the topics of both ends of the phrase, I think I'm going to bow out of this one without an answer because I just cannot get it to connect even as a joke answer. (laughs) Uh, All right. Fair enough. Uh, You know, what I love about these mashups is that it's like one of those survivor puzzles where they give you four pieces and you just have to put them in the shape of a pyramid and uh, there's one way to do it. And Mm -hmm. you could try and try and try. Once you got it, you got it, you know, you got it. And when you don't got it, you don't got it. And, you are coming at this from all the right angles. You have all the pieces in place and you just couldn't get them to fit together. Obviously we are indeed talking about the Kavanaugh hearings and the Kavanaugh confirmation process. Uh, you are correct that the, uh, the Senator that he did insult in, in the, the hearing was Amy Klobuchar, but uh not the senator we're looking for here. Uh, we're looking uh, at one of the senators who was uh, in the group of those undecideds that uh, basically were the only people who could turn it one way or the other. Susan Collins was one of them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jeff Flake was one. No surprise there. Yeah. Uh, she was a senator, a Democratic senator who had uh, flipped sides and voted and uh, said yes on Gorsuch. And they were concerned that she was going to say yes again this time. She eventually uh, stuck to it and. Uh, decided to vote no on Kavanaugh. And uh, she was Heidi Heidkamp. Oh, there it is. Yes. 
Heidi, Hyde Camp, Crystal Lake. There Although I suppose I probably would have had to give you the points if you had said Friday, Hyde Camp, the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> that one might have been a bit of a stretch even for me. So close. So, uh, yet so far, she is currently up for re- uh, re-election in the uh, uh, election that's coming up on Tuesday. People, vote, vote, vote. And may I emphasize, vote. One question left. Our final confidence question for this exciting monster mashup. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Yes, I am. Good luck. Let's finish on a high note. (laughs) Please. Here we go. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) Uh, This actress would have probably refused to have had Satan's child if only she could have waited five years for this landmark decision before she got pregnant. Okay. Uh, Thankfully, you gave me one I can get pretty much right away uh satan's child <laughs> woman is uh that's referring to rosemary's baby rosemary is played by mia farrow and uh the landmark decision uh that yeah is five years later because that was 73 and rosemary's baby is uh 68 if i'm not mistaken i do um, research yeah <laughs> hey yeah but you got to look at up like i'm here trying <laughs> to figure it out from my own brain um so yeah I, i'm pretty sure uh, reasonably confident. This is um, Mia Farrow v. Wade. Mia Farrow v. Wade. I probably could have made this a little bit harder by throwing on uh, an Evil Dead tag to this and made you come up with Sam Ray Mia Farrow v. Oh Wade. <laughs> but even I am not that diabolical. Yes, indeed, sir. Mia Farrow v. Wade. If only... If only she had uh, been able to hold out a couple of years, uh, then she would have had the right to uh, <laughs> choose what to do with her body. But alas. I don't know if the cult would have let her. Yeah, this Boy is very, life, very true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ruth Gordon Hayward. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was for you, Tucker. Uh, yeah, you. 10 points. Very, very nicely done. We're going to add that to the 10 points you had uh, prior to the question. 20 points is your final score. Not so horrifying when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for taking part in this episode, Tucker. Ah. I hope you had a good time. Is there anything you'd like to uh, comment about the experience, pimp, uh, from the hot seat spot, or, or just anything else before we go? Uh, well, yeah, I want to thank you for having me on. Um, I honestly enjoying being like a designated Halloween guest, at least for two years now. Um, and it's been fun. This one was definitely challenging, but I like the puzzle aspect uh, as opposed to, you know, like a nice break from pure trivia. And uh, definitely the answers I thought were really entertaining. Um, so I enjoyed that. And also, if you want to see what I'm doing, uh, you can check out my basketball writing at the UConnBlog.com. That's a little more niche, I guess. Uh, and my podcast uh, is called That Was Okay, I Guess. It's a podcast that looks back at mediocre and forgotten movies. Uh, that one's definitely more uh, mainstream. We've got a bunch of good guests on there. So uh, check out either of those. And AJ, again, thanks for having me on. This is a lot of fun. Uh, thank you. It was a blast on my end as well. And, uh, well... Tucker, get out of my hot seat. Uh, we'll see you in 365 <laughs> days. Uh, hopefully, you know, you're welcome at any time. But uh, until the next time, folks, uh, and goodbye. Did you beat our guest? Or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter, at BMGPod. Or email us, bmgpod at gmail.com. Also, please review and rate us on iTunes. And if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. 
They played the mash. They played the monster.